I'm pushing the button. <laughs> Hello, everybody. If you're thinking about moving to Kansas City, and we're going to talk about what state Kansas City is in, both, neither, one or the other, I got Anita Cordell, realtor in Kansas City, with me right here. This is Want to Move There, this show devoted to giving Central Pennsylvanians the info they need to decide whether they want to move to another place or not, um, or if they just want a vacation or visit or have family there or just want to know what it's like to live there. It's a good thing to watch. I am Derek Bixler, your host, realtor of 15 years here in Harrisburg, uh, grew up on the hill in Harrisburg, went to Mechanicsburg High School, and went up to Penn College of Technology in Williamsport. Uh, had a few sales jobs before I started selling real estate 15 glorious years ago. Uh, contact me if you need to buy or sell a home. Uh, you can call me, text me, email me, throw a rock through my window, send a carrier pigeon, whatever you need to do. We still need inventory pretty bad, right? You still need inventory too, Anita? Yes. <laughs> yeah, we all need inventory, um, but it has died down slightly. Um, so not... It is a good time for buyers to get back out and maybe start making offers again. And I've kind of been reaching out to mine saying, hey, it's not quite as bad as it was before. So uh, reach out to me if you need to. Uh, and whether you're watching this live or in a replay, ask a question in the comments. Or if you know one of us, say where you're watching from, say hello, all that. And if we don't see it while we're going live here, we will come back and uh, address it later because there's a lot going on with the cameras and the buttons and everything. So sometimes I don't see it while we're going here. And a reminder that all the replays are on YouTube, Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook, uh, and on iTunes and Spotify and all the audio players. So anywhere you like to get your content, we will be there. And without further ado, I will bring in Anita Cordell, realtor in Kansas City. Hello, Anita. Thanks for being with us. You are so good at your introduction. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm manic every time I do it, but... Hey, whatever works. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. Well, thanks for being here. Uh, we met pretty much on Clubhouse like everybody else I've been having on the show. And I really appreciate you being here and you're uh, the third or fourth recording. Um, so we're still new to the show, not new to doing this, but new to the show. So I really appreciate you bearing with uh, any hiccups I might have during this. Um, but let's start with telling everybody a little bit about yourself personally, where you grew up, your background, maybe your hobbies when you were a kid or something. Oh, yeah. So... My dad's a pastor. I was born in Tulsa and we moved around a little bit uh, to New Mexico, then to Colorado. And then we landed in Leavenworth, Kansas, which is about 45 minutes outside of the Kansas City metropolitan area. And I grew up from seven years old all the way to 10th grade. And then my dad took another pastoral job in Texas and I graduated in Texas and then a day after I graduated, we moved back and lived in the same house and the whole bit. So I've lived in the metropolitan area most of my life. Um, Do your parents you still live in that house? You know what? I just sold their house last year and I sold their church and um, they moved to Virginia to retire. That's where my sister uh, You should have bought that house as a rental or something. I watched ours. I grew up in the city and the house, it's probably like thirty, forty thousand dollars $40,000 right now. I'm always watching it to see if I can buy it. Yeah. Um, so hobbies, I cut you off there. What uh, What did no. you like to do when you were little? Did you like to sell real estate or what did you like? <laughs> I didn't have a clue about houses, you know. So I did like to play softball and my dad was actually our softball coach growing up. So that was probably my main childhood love. I did like to read a lot as well, but um, interesting tip, my daughter is now a softball player and she, um, at the age of six, told me she wanted to be a pitcher. And then at the age of 12, she wrote down that she wanted to pitch in college and she is now playing 
at Evangel University in Springfield, Missouri, playing on their softball team as a pitcher. So childhood dreams come to life. <laughs> yeah, manifestation, totally. Right. Did she learn that from someone? Well, you know, I, I did have a few pointers, but, you know, I never was a fast pitcher. I pitched slow. We were on a rec team, but she when she started playing competitive, it was a little bit beyond my league, so. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. How how fast do you know how fast they pitch in the fast pitch? Um, the last that I talked to her, I think she was around sixty one, if I remember correctly. I mean, that's a car. <laughs> yeah, know? that's fast. Most overhand pitcher, like just a person out in the street throwing, isn't throwing that fast usually. I would guess that's pretty yeah. crazy. She she her strength is velocity, and so. Uh, yeah, she actually had a game today. I'm waiting to hear if they won or not. So. <laughs> oh, nice. Well, good luck. Hopefully they won. Uh, so is it is it when uh, with a faster pitch, do you get bigger hits? Do you get more home runs, bigger hits because the, the pitch is coming in faster? It, it depends. Well, she's also a lefty. And so the left-handed um, pitch actually spins a little differently. But if a batter can hit it, it can it can it can get some good speedway on it but um due to her velocity and due to her spin she and you know since she's left-handed it can be a little difficult to hit off of her some of the time so yeah huh. um, and do they have different pitches oh yeah she knows about six or seven pitches right now like right. sliders curveballs all Curve like the balls, same type of huh and there's different change-ups and then there's fastball <laughs> yes. i i don't know um I can't always tell when she pitches a certain pitch, but yeah, she's she's enjoying college and and loving what she's doing. <laughs> nice. And you said your dad was the 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 uh, coach of you when you were younger. Did he yeah. play baseball or softball, or or he just did he just do it because you were playing and he wanted to be involved? He, played, he he wanted to be involved with me. He was a track star. He, um, I think he made the state record in Kansas. Um, at one point, I think he still holds the one of the records. So he was a big track dude. <laughs> so. Yeah, so fast. He's good at running. Do they yeah. have yeah, pitch runners in baseball, right? Huh? They have pinch runners in baseball, right? Mm -hmm. Is that a thing? I yeah. So. I don't I clearly don't watch sports, but <laughs> I don't watch yeah. a lot, but yeah. So did you play softball in college? No, no. I never played sports in college. Um, I just played softball and then volleyball in high school but I never went on to play college ball, so. And what'd you major in at Kansas, uh, right? You went to University of Kansas? Yeah. Uh, BS in business administration with an emphasis in marketing. Oh, nice. So you're definitely using that maybe, did you use that right away, the marketing part of it? Because we definitely use it now as realtors, but did you use it right out of college? Yeah, I actually got an internship, which kind of tells a little my story. I got an internship with a company called Nortel Networks. It, uh, we're kind of a big telecom city. We've got Sprint here and Cerner and some other, you know, technical servicing type companies. And so I worked for te uh, Nortel Networks and I worked on the sales and marketing team for Sprint for about eight years. And then um, it was back in 2000. I don't know if you know anything about telecom industry, but about the year 2000-ish, the telecom industry started to really downsize and kind of not necessarily tank, but they were having a lot of struggles. And so I knew that my job was 
at risk. Especially Sprint. <laughs> right? Yeah. But didn't they buy Nextel around then? I used to sell Nextel. That was one of the jobs I had way before. Oh, wow. That <laughs> yeah. was a long time ago. <laughs> oh, that was a bomb. If you didn't have a Nextel, you were nobody. Yeah, <laughs> click there, yeah. click there. I, I remember. Yeah. Yeah. And when my when it started going downhill, um, I started getting a little nervous. And a friend of mine said, hey, I'm growing my real estate team you might want to consider it if you lose your job. And so I I got pregnant. And when you're pregnant, they don't normally lay people off when you're pregnant. So um, when I was eight months pregnant, I took a week off of vacation and sat in a real estate class that whole week. Didn't tell anybody I was doing it because I wasn't for sure what was going to happen. But then um, I uh, took my license uh, test, passed, went back to um, work then went on maternity leave and the first day back from mater maternity leave, I got called into my my boss's office within 15 <laughs> minutes. And he said, your suspicion was correct. I couldn't tell you, but yes, you're free to go home. <laughs> and so huh. I launched, launched my real estate business that those next few months. So that's luckily you made the right decision to take the classes so you right. did it in that in that what you had a while you were pregnant you said but you yeah. were so you were still working and you were just doing it on the side online or in person or what no i took it i took a week off and went in person um yeah so i had some vacation time and i went ahead and took it and for they do four days in person and then your fifth day is optional where you can take like a practice test and you know, review. And then on the Saturday, if you sign up quick enough, you can take the test on that Saturday. So that was my week. <laughs> wow. So, and you passed it the first time. And do you, it's yeah. like, yeah, but there's a state and a national and yeah. Right. I take a lot of pride in passing both the first time also, especially ah. since my best friend at the time failed the one of them. Oh no. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> that's, that's how I started my, my real estate and that was 20 years ago. Yeah, so a lot has changed in that time, obviously, um, and maybe in the city has changed as well. And you've been selling in the same place the entire time, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's talk about the place where you are selling. Um, we'll start with what the climate and the weather's like here. It's raining outside. Yesterday it was raining. The day before that it was overcast. So that's what we're dealing with here is a lot of overcasts. Like I heard somewhere we have 70 days of pure sunshine per year here or something like that. Um, so tell us something good or is it going to be the same in Kansas well, City? Yeah, interestingly enough, in this area, there's kind of this joke where you, if you, if you don't like the weather just wait 15 minutes and it'll change <laughs> especially in the four extreme seasons so like for instance monday we were in like the mid 80s and then it rained monday night and a cold front come, came through and uh i woke up this morning at 56 and it hasn't reached 71 today so it's literally and you can have like a 30 degree extreme every day during some of the some of the seasons, but we do get four, you know, four true seasons. Um, you know, hot, summertime gets a little hot and sticky and humid. Um, that's probably one of the eh, not so fun parts about it, but <laughs> I'm in the fall. One of the cons that you have to put in your YouTube video that we were talking about. <laughs> yes, I did. I did say that. And I also talked about the um, tornadoes. So we're in the tornado alley 
and annually we have tornado season um every wednesday at 11 o'clock they test all of the the tornado sirens and they pray every wednesday every wednesday at 11 o'clock <laughs> yep they test the sirens in each city and um that's in the tornado season so yeah that's so if you're if you're nervous about but i've lived here almost all of my life and i've never seen a tornado um i've seen probably the beginnings maybe of some formations of one but i've never seen one um i have been in a tornado storm where the sirens start to go off you grab your radio you grab your family you head for the basement and you wait it out <laughs> um but sounds like a prepper's paradise like like for me actually that uh, yesterday somebody came into the office uh, one of the other agents he's like there's some car that's like halfway in the in the in our parking lot halfway in the street and the lady's wandering around and he's thinking like oh my goodness and i'm thinking ooh, it's a chance to like save the day or like i dream for that let's go hunker down and get out the supplies and like that yeah, sounds great to me actually you have your batteries and you just kind of grab some blankets and watch movies on your on your iPad, I guess. <laughs> I have had, so is, have had um, tornado tragedies where they've lost their homes. But, um, you know, it's 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 sad when that happens. But um, we kind of just understand that that's part of the weather here. Yeah. And as long as it's just property and not lives, then right. it can be replaced. And, and maybe we, you could touch on while we're talking about the weather. Is there special insurances for homes there? Um, we don't have flood like insurance or tornado oh. insurance or no, we don't have really a tornado insurance. There are certain pockets that are in a flood zone, but and you have to have flood insurance for that, which is really pricey. But for the most part, there's um, you know, most of the houses are not in a floodplain and none of the houses here have tornado insurance. I, well, I guess I guess every house has insurance and maybe there's a clause that has tornado <laughs> in there. I don't know, but um, it's not something separate that you have an option to buy. So probably excluded because they know it's probably going to happen or something. And I, I actually, I was talking about, uh, I had Michelle B. Soboka on and they were, she was talking about hurricanes. And I said something about the roofs. Now that I think about it in tropical places where there are hurricanes a lot, they tend to, you don't see regular asphalt shingles a lot, which would make sense because they in really extreme wind would tend to flat more and get messed up more than maybe a shingle or a metal roof or something more substantial would. So the question is, what are your roofs like there? Are they yeah. single, the asphalt shingle, or you have something different? Some are actually old, old wood shingles. They're starting to get replaced with comp roofs. That's most of the houses have just regular comp roofs. It's interesting though, when, when um, really big storms come through and they get hell damage, um, they'll sometimes the insurance adjustments will go through like a whole entire neighborhood and let the seller know that they've now got extreme amounts of hell damage. And they, you know, I've known multiple people that have gotten a new roof for just their deductible because of hail damage. So. That's yeah, because the contractors know. They look out. They know this neighborhood. You can always tell the neighborhood. If I go somewhere and there's a new roof and I look around and everybody has a brand new roof, I'm like, this last hailstorm, this neighborhood must have got hit. Right. Yep. Yep. And then there was na one neighborhood where the roofer was a bad roofer. And if you know anything about roofs, the seams are not supposed to go 
in line it's supposed to go seam and then offset and this roofer did all the roofs in the whole neighborhood pretty much the wrong way i found out selling one of the houses yeah (laughs) and it was a pretty big roofer and it was like this is this is like roofing 101 that you don't do but yeah so you do have hail and you have tornadoes um and it's real flat there right as far as like the landscape and and there's no mountains it's mostly flat this is where it's it, it it's it's it is flat on the complete west side of kansas so kansas city is actually on the east side of kansas so we do have some rolling hills um you know there are some some areas that are flatter but kansas city isn't you know completely um completely flat if you go um because the west the west part of the state of kansas that's where you have the wheat fields and the farmers and, um, you know, all where of all that, that tan kind of is exactly. Yeah. But Kansas yeah. city actually, you know, I mean, it, I wouldn't say that it's mountainous or hilly at all either, but it does have, you know, some pockets where there are some rolling hills. Yeah. I wanted to zoom out there because like most, Americans probably people are like I don't even know where Kansas is so um, right. I Kansas is pretty much dead center yeah and then yep. and then Kansas City sits right on the border between the two which we could talk about here how while I have this up um, and everybody can see obviously on the screen or if they're listening they can't see but uh, it is literally right on the border and then when I zoom into the city view um, it's split there and for people watching the right half is yeah. Missouri and the left half is Kansas so tell us a little bit about that how does that work yeah so the south part of our city is is sits on the border of kansas and missouri and then the missouri river you can see that on the north side it uh is the border from the north part so all of that on the missouri river shields the or 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 defines the kansas and the missouri side and the downtown is kansas city missouri and there's actually two Kansas cities. One is Kansas City, Kansas, which is kind of the, the foundation of our city, and then Kansas City, Missouri, which is downtown. And then it spreads out to about 15 suburbs outside of that area. So, yeah, I can always huh. tell when people know that I, I can always tell when people know a little bit about Kansas City or the geography, because when I go out of town and tell them that I'm from the Kansas City metropolitan area, they will ask me, do you live on the Kansas side or the Missouri side? Or what side of the state line do you live on? And I'm like, ah, you know. <laughs> yeah, and I, it's interesting that you said, so the Kansas the Kansas side of Kansas City is the more major part of it. Um, well, or the more metropolitan, is that what you said? No, well, it's, um, it's, it's where a lot of more of the, bi- the bigger businesses are. Um, in we, what we call Johnson County, um, there's more of that. But the, I, I define it as a sideways smiling face. So you've got the two eyes where your arrow is. So you've got the two eyes and the forehead there. That's Kansas. Then where the Kansas City uh, is the nose and the Missouri River all the way to the border where you can see Overland Park there. All of that is Missouri. So the nose and the smile is the Missouri side and the two eyeballs where you've got the arrow, that's the Kansas side. So it's, there's more actually 
of Missouri than Kansas, but uh, Kansas is Johnson County. It's one of the wealthiest counties in the nation, or it was a couple years ago. And there's a lot of corporate type stuff that goes on there. So. And what would people, is there any reason you would choose one side over the other? If somebody's moving to Kansas City mm-hmm. and they don't care, yeah, do they you don't just care. pick the side where your business is? If I'm going to work on the Missouri side, I'm going to live on the Missouri side? Or would That's you purposely want to live in an opposite state? Or? <laughs> yeah. yeah, when I have out-of-town buyers, we first focus on where they are going to work. And then we talk about how long of a drive do they want? So is it 15 minutes? Is it 20? Do they care? And then we look at that geography and see, okay, are, are you wanting to live on the Kansas side and drive over to Missouri? Or are you wanting to vice versa? Like, if, you know, exactly what you said. So that's kind of the structure of how I work when somebody comes in from out of town and tries to decide. And then we talk about schools and counties and you know, taxes and that kind of a thing. And then um, they decide, but the reality of it is we have about 2.3 million people here in in the Kansas City metropolitan area. And from one side of the city to the other, if you were to drive to the very edges, it's about a 45 minute drive. So you realistically, you know, I know people that drive that every day in other cities and so, yeah, that's not too bad. That was actually going to be my next question. If like, so you talk. So what if you drove to the Lawrence on my arrow to Odessa? How long of a drive would that be? Yeah, from Lawrence. You know, I I used to actually live close to the point of your arrow, and I would I would carpool once in a while to Lawrence, and it it's about a forty ish, thirty five, forty ish. You know, depending on what side and whatever, Topeka is about an hour, depend, and Topeka is our capital okay. of the Kansas side. Then Jeff City is the capital of Missouri. Um, so, yeah, it's not in, in the rush hour traffic. Uh, during rush hour, traffic isn't overtly bad, and it's not bumper to bumper usually like you would find in a, another bigger city. So overall, it's a pretty nice drive most of the time. Is the infrastructure fairly new or is it old or here in Pennsylvania, anything going from the north to the south goes through Pennsylvania, anything going from the south, everything goes through us. We're a big logistics hub also and we're an older state, so all the roads, there's always potholes and every highway is always – it's like New. I equate it to New York City, how there's scaffold, There's always something being worked on. There's scaffolding somewhere. There's yeah. always some road being worked on um, and you just learn for the next nine months I'm not taking I-81 or whatever. Um, so what's it like? there what are the roads what's the infrastructure like well surprisingly they have been working for probably the last i don't know i'm guessing 15 years or so to really build on the growth of our city because there's been a lot of new construction and the cities have expanded and there's just more traffic and so they have been doing a really good job of making making the traffic better and so there's there's been some, it's been frustrating, you know, just like what you say, but overall, uh, the improvements have been really noticeable. In my opinion, I drive around all the time and they've been improving. So, yeah. 
And do you have you have any paid roads? Any one of our one of the main ones we would go east to west here would be a turnpike. Would be a paid road. Is is do you have we paid roads have any, or most? Nope, we don't have any paid paid roads. Nice. The paid one is the best one here, so I'll take that one. The easy pass any day. So do you have you don't have easy passes there? No, we don't have easy passes. In fact, I didn't even know what an easy pass was until I went to Dallas to visit my daughter, and huh. I I freaked out because I'm driving on this <laughs> highway and I end up in this lane and I'm like, okay, I know I'm in the wrong lane. Somebody is going to arrest me <laughs> or whatever. I was freaked out. I'm like, what is this? I didn't even know what it was. <laughs> yeah. Huh. That's, I've never even thought about that. So there are states or at least areas that don't have any paved roads and wouldn't know what an easy pass is. Cause our easy pass here works. You know, if I go to Jersey or Maryland, anywhere it's easy pass must have a monopoly on the toll road business. But, but even these days now, I think you don't even drop quarters cause there used to be, you had your easy pass lane and then you had a lane to pay cash, but now they just scan your license plate. So I don't even know if you even need easy passes anymore but huh, yeah, that's interesting so no paying for roads that's cool and then what are the the major industries and employers uh there well we have sprint we have garmin uh hallmark has a big hub here uh let's see cerner um hands restaurants actually is got i think their headquarters here um yeah black and beach federal government is probably the biggest employee in this whole area just because of the bases and the national guards and then there's some federal government buildings and stuff like that hmm. so yeah so you have a lot of military we're very familiar with that where i live i pretty much assume every neighbor and everybody around me is either active military married or really related or I'm retired married. or yeah, yeah. Or somebody they know is in military, so we know yeah. that. So what do you have there? Is it Navy, Army, everything? Um, We've got one of the largest Navy depots in the country or Army. something. Army. Uh, and Fort Leavenworth is the biggest you know, base around there. So they have like Army National, Army National Guard, Army Reserves, you know, so... And do they have like an airport on the... Is it like that big of a base? Is it a logistics hub? I don't even know what would be in Kansas. Why? I don't know why there's a Navy depot in Mechanicsburg either. Well, it's a logistics hub, but I don't. Yeah. Well, Fort Leavenworth actually has the big base and it also has the federal penitentiary. So my, and I don't know, I haven't been on the base for so long. I don't know. They may have a little airport. My guess would be yes, but I don't, I don't know, to be honest with you. Huh. That's cool though. Um, so do you do a lot of VA stuff? Do, I do work with a lot of military yeah yeah yeah, yeah that's cool and then the chiefs you said obviously yeah. so wait so is kansas what state is that in or is it well, both states how does that work well chiefs is, is i i guess chiefs is on the missouri side because that's where arrowhead stadium is it's in missouri but that's one thing that so like kansas and missouri unite when it comes to sports um <laughs> you're like some cartoon superhero <laughs> right yeah i mean there is a little bit of a, re a rival some people think that kansas is better than missouri and missouri better than kansas but when it comes to chiefs we are all like united so we have the chiefs and then we have the royals and we have casey sporting or 
Sporting KC is actually what they call it. It's the soccer team. And that is based on the Kansas side. So. Huh. And is that where people would uh, go to see a big concert or a comedy act or something? They would go to the Chiefs stadium or somewhere no, else? There's not very many concerts that are held there. They're, they're usually held downtown at uh, the new, I guess it's the new Sprint building um, or like the... Now my brain is blank, but they, they just built a big stadium or a big uh, amphitheater, I guess. I don't know. A big venue for big, for that type of thing, and huh? Sprint is part of that, yeah. So that's where they go for concerts. Um, we also do have a theater in the park, so they, uh, it's not really a concert, but they will um, put on little plays and you'll be outside in that little venue too, so. And then what else is there to do? Do you have like third, first Fridays, street fairs, have, like yeah. arts fests and that kind of stuff? Uh-huh. We have first Fridays. So if you're more artsy, you can go down to that location where it's in Westport and walk around and see all of the arts districts and whatever. Um, if you want a more energetic type of an atmosphere, we have the Kansas Speedway. So people will go and watch the race cars. And, and then we have a lot of parks here in Kansas City. One park is called Shawnee Mission Park. It's on the Kansas side. It's got a 128-acre lake. You can rent bikes and, you know, ride through the trails with your family. You can, there's a little beach area. It hasn't opened up yet from COVID, but um, you can go there and fish. You can uh, dock your boat. You can rent kayaks. It's super fun and family friendly. In fact, I went there on my first date with my husband and then he took me back there the night to propose to me. So I have a little special uh, <laughs> love for Shiny Mission Park, if you want to say that. But um, yeah, I mean, that's good. Um, and Shiny Mission Park is actually where the theater in the park is located. So um, you pull out your lawn chairs or blankets and sit on the 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 lawn and watch you know theater under the stars so it's, it's kind of cool yeah yeah have, and then what about fireworks would that be something they would do like over the river or something or where would fireworks uh, for like fourth of there, july be yeah there are some fireworks um you have to do fireworks on the missouri side um usually but you know what people still do them <laughs> so uh, you're talking about home fireworks, home fireworks are illegal okay yeah um on the Kansas side in some pockets. Yeah. But, um, uh, I can't remember where they do, but they do do some, it's not like an overt huge, we don't have like big New York type fireworks displays, but there's a few. Gotcha. Yeah. So, but I've, we have a lot, we seem to have a lot. Um, maybe we, put a lot of stock in fireworks here for some reason. We seem to, like every township does it, the city does it, the- yeah, We do them, um, you know, we do them. I just don't know that they're like huge, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. On my porch and watch stuff, you know? It might be a cultural, cultural thing too. Like some people do more, want some states do more fight, like the, like the toll roads. <laughs> you don't have any toll roads. Um, so what else is there to do there? What did I write down? Um, oh, the speedway, you said something about what kind yeah. of cars, what kind of racing is it? To be honest with you, I don't know. It's just, I know that they, the Kansas speedway has, um, to go there and watch 
the race cars and I don't know anything about it. <laughs> All right, describe, <laughs> describe the race cars to me. Like, you know what a NASCAR looks like, right? <laughs> You're asking, you're, talk, you're talking to a NASCAR is the one that looks like a almost like a regular car, like a but it's all painted up. And then the F the F1 is like the really tiny, like little jet, like tube thing. None of this yeah. is ringing a bell at all. Yeah, I guess I need to like research a little bit more about these types of mechanical and technical details about these cars. <laughs> Because you never wait. Know. What, what are we, what's it called? I'm gonna Google it right now because I want to tell everybody what kind of car. It's the Kansas Speedway. And while you're googling that, we also have a really rich history here. So like Harriet Truman was born here. So there's a Harriet Truman Museum and Library. Um, we have a lot of we have a jazz district downtown. Um, we have some jazz history here with Count Basie and. Um, in fact, I took a jazz class at the University of Kansas, so it's actually um, some some schools will have some curriculums based upon the Kansas City area jazz hmm. history. So, yeah, what'd you find out? So you took jazz. What? What? Uh, yeah. It's it's NASCAR. NASCAR. Okay. <laughs> Which is just a circle. This is the most common, probably. Yeah, but yeah, so you took jazz classes. Was it uh, like singing or? tap or jazz could be all kinds of things right well it was called like intro to intro to jazz if i remember correctly at the university of kansas and um it was an elective of course but they we talked about the history of of jazz and how kansas city fit into it we looked listened to various types of jazz music um so it was more of like a basic intro to gotcha i thought you took like you took saxophone lessons or something. I was oh, going to well, say that. I did take piano and clarinet lessons growing up. <laughs> my dad. Oh, you left that out. Well, yeah, my dad played the saxophone too. Everybody in my family played at least two instruments. So. Well, you grew up in the church, which is usually a lot of people learn music, musical talents in a church, and it's a great way to, yeah. to test it. And my camera just went way out of focus for some reason. We're going to keep going anyway, hopefully. <laughs> I'm going to take myself off because let's try again. All right. It's just going to be like that. All right. So is there anything else you can think of people should know when they're moving there or, or traveling there, even if they're coming on vacation or anything? Um, yeah, um, well, we are known for um, – we're actually called the City of Fountains. We have 200 registered fountains in the city. And, um, you know, I, I think that, I think that there's some like fountain tours where you can drive around the city and take a look at them and know what their names are and what their, what their history is. So that's kind of cool. And it, I think it's the second Tuesday of every April. Um, it's kind of like a fountain opening day. And so huh. the, all the fountains open up. Um, and let's see. Kauffman Stadium has, I believe, the largest privately funded fountain in the world. It, it um, is like a little over 330 feet wide. So that's kind of a little interesting tip. So we're known for like the city of fountains. We're called that. We also are known for our barbecue. Um, our barbecues, we are known for the capital. I guess we're called the cap barbecue capital of the world. And so people will travel here just to 
participate in like barbecue contests and barbecue taste testing. And so um, usually a popular question when people come into town or when they move into town is what's your favorite barbecue restaurant? <laughs> so Yeah, we buried the lead there and I didn't even think about that either. It's a huge barbecue. So what do you have your favorite? You can give a shout out here to maybe one or two of your favorites. Yeah, I like um, Jack's Stack, but I also like Joe's Barbecue. Um, but Jack's Stack's probably my favorite. My favorite barbecue dish is I usually get ribs and burnt ends when I go. Um, but ribs are so messy, and there's nothing polished about eating barbecue ribs. <laughs> so don't go there on a first date and order barbecue <laughs> ribs. You might want to stick to the burnt ends and use your fork. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, do it. Do it with somebody you're well acquainted with. Right. <laughs> yeah, um, ribs is sounded good actually. So, is there any kind of rivalry rivalry between Missouri and Kansas as far as uh, like the rib? If there's a rib cook-off, is it like Missouri versus Kansas? No. Um, no, not really. But people pride themselves on even being judges. My old pastor uh, used to be a barbecue judge, and he, it was like the thing. <laughs> you know, it was like the thing. I'm a judge at this contest. You know, um, but no. What qualifies you to be a judge? I have no idea. I, <laughs> probably because you eat a lot of barbecue, and you might have to apply. Um, you might have to know somebody. I'm not 100% sure, but he, he eats a lot of barbecue and he knows his barbecue stuff. So, but yeah, that's nice. Are there any schools or anything? I would think there might be a school or people would make a pilgrimage, any barbecue people anywhere else would make a pilgrimage to you, to there, to Texas, to a few different places. Yeah. You mean as far as like how to make barbecue? Yeah. Um, I don't know that there is a actual barbecue, uh, chef style school here. Um, I do know that, that it's big on you, like trying to develop your own flavor and making it your own. So people do that all the time. People smoke, you know, like smoke barbecue, they have smokers out. Um, and sometimes you can just drive and smell the barbecue <laughs> so what about beer craft beer kind of goes perfectly with good barbecue and piles of yeah, meat a so lot of, a lot of beer drinkers here i personally don't drink so i i will stick to pop and i don't know if you call it <laughs> pop that's a midwestern term <laughs> you don't call it pop that's soda um so uh yeah i usually drink pop um there you go. I'm the same. I don't. I don't drink either of those really. But pop, pop is delicious. That's like if I'm splurging when everybody else is drinking the alcohol. I'm like, oh, I'll have a Mountain Dew or even that. Then I'll feel like I'm on crack. <laughs> yeah, cream soda is like my favorite pop, and it brings back like childhood memories. But they don't sell them as like a mainstay fountain drink. So I, I splurge every once in a while and get a cream soda. But yeah, I don't drink a lot of pop either. Yeah, you're making me want a birch beer now. That's my jam. That would take me back. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Anything else? Any like uh, other foods? We talked about foods, but any isms or things that people should know about? You said pop. We obviously don't call it. We call it soda here. Most people. Are there any kind of like Kansas City isms that people would run into when they when they visit or move there? Um, I don't know. 
probably just Wizard of Oz jokes. <laughs> Nothing really else. But I've lived here for so long that I probably have my own isms, and I don't even know that they're my isms. <laughs> but yeah, um, you don't people, seem to have an accent. There isn't. Doesn't seem to be any. Like, there's really a, not any accent at all. It's just we're playing. <laughs> Are a lot of people there from there? I don't really know the statistic about my own area to tell you the truth, but I would guess that most people here were born here. There aren't a lot of people moving to Harrisburg, or at least not young people, but how's your, yeah, your area doing? Yeah, you get a real uh, diverse. We're really, really diverse. And the reason why is because since we have so many large headquarters here, you know, like Sprint and Hallmark, they will, you know, people will come into town to work for these, especially doctors. We've got um, some pretty big hospitals, especially like the University of Kansas Hospital and HCA hospitals. Um, those are people will, you know, come into town to uh, get employed there. So you've got some people who will move into town to work for these companies. Um, but when they come here, they stay for a long time. And so it's usually they get their roots here and um, most of the people that I know have lived here for a very long time. So, and what about going on vacation? We didn't. I should have talked about this when we were we were talking about things to do there, but I just thought yeah. about it. Um, are there yeah. any airports? How do you fly? And well, let's start with if you wanted to do a driving vacation, not fly somewhere. What okay. would a typical Kansas Cityan do? Yeah. So we are about three hours away from. Uh, any other major city. So like if you wanted to go to St. Louis, one of the Cardinals games, it's about three, three and a half hours. Then you're about three hours away from Des Moines, which is north. And then you're about four hours away from Branson. Um, Branson is mm. south, south of Kansas City. So you've got uh, Branson and the Ozarks, which is a hot spot for a lot of people. In fact, um, a lot of people are starting to purchase their second home in the Ozarks Branson area. Or Thanks to Jason buy, Bateman. Right, You'll, or they'll buy like a condo and have that be kind of a vacation spot for them. <laughs> and so that's where, what a lot of people do if they wanna go and drive to um, a weekend getaway. So What's up are, with Mark Twain National Park I see there? I've never been there. Oh, you got to check out Mark Twain. <laughs> That'd be the first thing. That's the first thing. Everywhere I go, I zoom out and see where are the national parks. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. There, but yeah, so it's, it's, that's what people do. And then for like just a day, you know, if, if somebody is just wanting to do something for a day, um, they'll go to like one of those parks, Shawnee Mission Park, or uh, they'll fish at you know there's one on the missouri side that's blue springs there's also one um south of kansas city it's um near spring hill kansas and so those are you know very day trips when it's the summer in western missouri people will go there and they'll we have like a man-made um ski slope that that they've made um so indoor or outdoor it's outdoor it's outdoor and uh so people go there and ski or tube for a day because we don't have mountains here but uh and and you know we miss out on that so you're like dubai <laughs> 
Except theirs is indoor, I think, right? But yeah, that's kind of cool. So they blow snow on it. Well, if it's cold enough, you get to ski on that. If it's cold enough, yeah. Then, um, but it's it's pretty fun. It's pretty fun. People, so people go there and experience that. Um, and then if you wanted to go to the beach, you would have to fly somewhere. You wouldn't, or do you drive to the Great Lakes ever? Like that looks like Chicago or somewhere like that. It looks like a pretty, yeah. how long would that drive well, be? Um, that would be probably around a six to eight hour drive, depending on what part of that area you're wanting to go to. Um, so yeah, people do drive, but if they're going to go to a lake, they, you know, grab their boat and head to the Ozarks, you know, it's only four hours. Um, we do have an airport in Kansas city. In fact, we are getting a new airport. It's going to be a single terminal. Um, and that opens up the 2023. And, uh, if you look really close on the walls and sometimes billboards throughout the Kansas city area, you will see yours truly because I've been used oh. for the advertising of the new Kansas city parking. So, um, that's been kind of fun. People walk just as a model or you have yeah. real estate ads. No, um, as a model. <laughs> nice. So yeah, so that you are photogenic. Your thumbnail. I was creating your thumbnail for the episode, and I, I swiped a picture from your your Facebook, and it was a good one. It's a good smiling one. Well, um, a little known trivia fact for me: for about fifteen years, I do film and commercial work. So I've been in over a hundred commercials. Some of them have been, um, you know, like regional or just local. A couple have been national. So. Yeah, that's that's where that comes from. <laughs> so do you have a SAG card? Do you get that from doing commercials? Oh, you're pretty good. Okay, so Kansas City, <laughs> um, if there's any actors or film people out there, Kansas City is actually a non-union um, market. So most people who are talent do not get their SAG card if they are working a lot here in Kansas City because there's not very many union jobs. So no, um, I'm SAG eligible, oh. but I have never um, joined SAG because there's just not a lot here. And most of the films- So does that mean, so if you join, you can't take any job that doesn't do union stuff? Well, right. So there or are- Or you couldn't just take the job and say, hey, I'm not in the union for this job? Is that how, I don't know how that works well, at all. There are people that do that kind of thing. Um, there's some states who are right to work, who that are right to work states. So you technically could do both, but it's kind of looked down upon and um, yeah, but hmm. it's technically if you are, if you've joined the union, then you are not supposed to work on non-union jobs. And so. <laughs> hmm. So, so yeah. the states that allow unions tend to so california and new york and all those states allow unions so that's why all the entertainment and advocates for union in fact they will pick it if they find out that somebody is non-union on their crew or whatever they're not they're they're not supportive of non-union stuff so <laughs> yeah i've heard of, i've heard a lot of jokes about like you know gaffers or who at camera they just when the thing goes off they drop their stuff and walk away and they don't care what's happening yeah that's yeah, funny so we wish we could do that right yeah. <laughs> yeah so look for my uh billboard on um on the walls of can see parking so nice we will and there's anything other fun trivia or anything that people wouldn't know or is there any 
other than food, other than barbecue, is there any food that you see a lot around there? Um, we, I can tell you what we don't have, and that's a White Castle. <laughs> <laughs> that's been like a an issue. So I think that I I believe that Patrick Mahomes is actually bring trying to bring in a, our first White Castle. So that will be an exciting adventure. I don't to- think we have White Castle here. No, you'd have to go to Philly or a couple hours. Probably we're not a big enough market. I don't think. Do you have, what's your main gas station? Quick trip. Like we have sheets and rudders. What is it? Quick trip. Quick trip. See that? I always love that question. They got Wawa in like Jersey. We've got sheets and rudders here. You have quick trip. So you um, trip don't even know what it is. Oh, wow. We, we That's how I feel about sheets. You probably have no idea what sheets is, right? I have no idea what that is. We also have Casey's. We have Casey's. Okay. And these are like what I what we it's like a gas station, but it's also twenty four hour food and the touch screen thing and the full service like this big full service yeah, gas station with food and everything. Yeah, and you get the food and yeah, you can have like a little cappuccino late at night. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Back in the drinking <laughs> days, that's where you stop on the way home. The Uber guy. We didn't have Uber, but taxi or whatever. So let's talk about what everybody can get for their money if they're moving there. Um, average price here is in the 2 to 50 range. So maybe we start there. So if somebody sold their average house here for 250 and they're moving to the Kansas City area, what are they going to get for the equal money there? Yeah. So um, interestingly enough, there's a little bit of range. So on the Missouri side, in the city that I live in, which is called Blue Springs. Um, and I'll focus on like the four bedroom houses. So the most of the rain, most of the houses that are four bedrooms are selling around three to 350, but the average is 391. Um, and that's that's data from the first of this year to now. Um, if, you, if you stay in Missouri and go to the heart of Kansas City, Missouri, four bedroom house is going to be around the same 300 to 350 but the average is like a little around 381 but you're going to find um more houses that are diverse in that city like i said you can buy a 30,000 20,000 dollar house in Kansas City Missouri but you can also buy a 2 million dollar house in Missouri and there's more houses in the millions that sell but if you go to Blue Springs, you can't find a $30,000 house. And there's only like one or two $1 million houses that have sold. Uh, if you go to the Kansas side, um, Shawnee is a booming city. Um, most of the houses that are four bedroom, five, you know, plus, you're going to get about 500 to 550 for that. Um, but they have a lot of... Um, they have a lot of smaller homes, but you can't get them, you know, like in the 200s or so. So it dries the average down a little bit, so you, or up a little bit from the Missouri. So you're going to look at like 435 or so. But um, one of the things that Kansas is Kansas City is known for is our affordability. You can get affordable homes here. Um, you know, a lot of first-time home buyers they can get a $200,000 house. 
um, now that things now that there's been a lot of multiple offer statuses and people are driving up the prices that's been changing over the last year or so but you can still because the 250 house went to 300 all of a sudden <laughs> yeah right 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 um but you can still find things you, you it might not be as polished as what it was two years ago but hopefully that will balance out. So those are kind of some, you just, there's a lot of diversity here. And if you have a certain budget, you're most likely going to be able to find that budget. You just might have, it might not be in like your preferred area, but you'll be able to find that budgeted house. And we're pretty affordable. Same thing with rent. So um, people are usually amazed when they come into town. Um, they can't believe the prices here in Kansas City compared to where they were. And I get that a lot, so. And then as far as like land that you get with a house, obviously if you're downtown in a city or something for this, well, let's take this 391 average or let's call it 400-ish four bed house. Is that something that's gonna be in a suburban kind of setting, a, a subdivision with a quarter acre lot, or at least that's what we have here. Everything's 0 0.2, 0 0.25, as small as they can possibly make it. Yeah, so you're gonna find a lot of HOAs here in Kansas City, a lot of neighborhoods, and lots are usually city lots. So that's the majority. There are pockets. So I live in a neighborhood where the lots are a lot bigger. So I have a lot that is 0.67. Um, so it's almost, you know, well, three quarters of an acre almost. And that's not the norm. That's a that's a abnorm per se. But you have again diversity. You've got uh, we have four or five lake um, lake communities. So you can actually uh, have a uh, a docked house of course your lot would be a lot smaller um or you can live a little bit outside and your lot's a little bit bigger or you can live in a in a hoa neighborhood that's you know closer knit or whatever so <laughs> there is a diversity but yeah most of the houses will be in an hoa um shy of like kansas city missouri kansas city missouri doesn't have HOAs for the majority of their houses, but most the rest of the suburbs do. And when you say HOA, uh, that means a, a monthly or yearly fee. And then if it's a townhouse, and you can correct me or, or tell me how it is there, if it's a townhouse, a lot of times they take care of a lot of the exterior and things depending right. on what it actually does cover if it's a condo they're definitely covering all that stuff um yeah. but then if it's a you're saying a lot of the hoas are pretty common with single family homes also yeah because yeah. they're not all that common here um okay. I, yeah. getting more popular i guess just because people they realize more rules is better than less rules because they yeah. see how the older neighborhoods have turned over time. So, yeah. um, and they need I to mean, keep the monument sign moving or yeah. upkept, right? Yeah, I mean, not not every property has an HOA, but they are very common here. Um, HOA is the Homes Association, Homeowners Association, and so it's usually driven by a board of people who actually are residents in that subdivision and they if you're on the board you have a say so in making up the rules or changing the rules or whatever so like for instance there's the subdivision i know of that um originally had a three dog limit and then somebody got on the board that had five dogs so they changed it to five dog limit <laughs> i was like and then there's you know um 
uh, restrictions <laughs> of like, you know, if you're going to do something with your outside exterior of your paint, you have to get it approved, obviously. Then there's some homes associations that don't allow for a boat in the yard. Other ones do. If you go out, um, stretch out like in the sub, the more rural areas, even the new construction subdivisions don't have an HOA at this point. So you'll find it less common the more you stretch out of the, the um, regular subdivisions. So that's yeah, it is. and that's like, true of here for the most part too. The further rural, and and those tend to be the people that don't. I, I want less rules. Leave me alone. There's a reason right. I'm moving further out here with right. more land and yeah, all that. So. Yeah. It's really important when somebody is looking for a property here to make sure that they look at that HOA and make sure that they get a copy of the Homes Association restrictions, covenants and restrictions, just to make sure that they are okay with those rules. But it's interesting even too, um, like sometimes you have those rules in the covenants and restrictions, but nobody enforces them. <laughs> you know, it's like, don't park your boat out in the lawn it's not allowed but you see it once in a while you know <laughs> right the the parking nazi isn't on the job i've lived in an association where we had but i liked it because it kept it you know you'd get a knock on the door if your trash can wasn't put back five hours after the you know if it's out 24 hours after the truck came you're getting a letter that you're getting a warning for leaving your trash can out too long or whatever but yeah, it kept everything really nice there's actually a house here in Kansas City, and I don't, I haven't uh, refreshed my knowledge on it for probably, I don't know, seven, eight years. But it, they, people called it the Rainbow House because the person got so upset with the Homes Association that they actually literally painted their house like all these different colors, you know, like <laughs> pink and yellow and <laughs> like bright colors. I don't know if it's still in existence anymore. Somebody might have repainted it, but people would drive. I would think you could almost sue because that that's like a tangible you're affecting the Other property people, values yeah. around yeah. you. I mean, really? Yeah. <laughs> Speaking yeah, of, that's crazy. Yeah. Um, I just got refreshed on a memory, um, well, on something, but something really cool about our city is on Thanksgiving. So we have what's called the plaza. And so we're also known for shopping. We have like the legends and the plaza and crown center. And the plaza area is this little shopping center where people go and just spend the day. And every night, um, Thanksgiving night, they have a lighting ceremony. So they have like performers and speakers and sometimes the mayor will go down there and the big crowd of people will go down and um, it'll be just this big, huge celebration to kick off the holidays. And so the whole Crown Center lights up with Christmas lights. And so the pictures are always amazing. It's so beautiful and it just kind of brings a holiday cheer. So um, if somebody's ever in town during Thanksgiving, and they want to experience that, um, that's a really fun thing to do too. So, 
That's actually a great way to close it out. And I'm sorry to do it so quickly, but we've got about 50 seconds for me to close this out. So all your information is going to be right here for everybody to see and in the description for everybody to reach out to you. If anybody needs to buy or sell a house and need to call me, text me, email me, throw a rock through my window, send a carrier picture, whatever they need to do, especially if they want to travel to Kansas City. I'll hook you up with Anita and you can get a tour guide. Realtors are always the best tour guides everywhere because we love our areas and we know everything there is to know about it. Uh, thanks everybody for watching and listening. Again, sorry for rushing, but we got to end it so we can get it on IG. <laughs> Anita, this was awesome. You were very good. Say goodbye to everybody. Bye. Don't forget, you are <laughs> now calling Anita Cordell. <laughs>